Welcome to the Empath and the Narcissist Podcast, where you regain your sparkle back after narcissistic abuse. I am your host, Raven Scott, a trauma-informed spiritual mentor, certified meditation teacher, and human design expert. I'm empowering empaths in recovery and healing from narcissistic abuse, childhood trauma through human design, self-care, mindfulness advice, and expert interviews. Subscribe now. Welcome back, empaths. Today I am drinking my celery juice. You can DM or email me about why I'm drinking celery juice and reading up on some emails. And shout out to Ilana. I really loved her uh, transparency and just vulnerability of asking, like, I'm so lost. Like, you gave me all this information. When you get your free chart, I send you a whole bunch of paragraphs that talk about what the strategy is and the summary and your chart. But as I say, it's alien language. So you may first get it and go, what am I even looking at? Like, I'm so lost. So I love this because we're going to revisit. For all of you who aren't speaking up, I'm going to revisit how to navigate your human design chart and what, what these aspects all mean. So to share with you uh, her chart here, it's a gener- she's a generator. So for all of you generators out there, shout out, I am too. And manifesting generators and projectors. Been getting a lot of projectors in, in the reads. It's been beautiful. So your type, at the top, there's all these, uh, there's a gray box. And there's two columns and three, four rows. There's two columns, three rows, and then one row with no other column. So in this gray area, you can, it spells it out pretty easily. If they didn't have this top part at the beginners, you know, when I was beginning, I would have known nothing because the picture and image and all the shapes relayed down at the bottom truly, truly are like alien language. So first you just want to focus in when you're just beginning, what is your type and what is your strategy? That's what I share in the email that I send you as well as your inner authority, those three things are key when you're first understanding who am I? What is my strategy? How do I get out of my not self theme? Which is essentially uh, a sign, a trigger that you are not in flow with the universe. So for instance, if you're a generator, your not self theme is frustration. So anytime you feel frustrated about a situation, a relationship, something, That means it's out of the flow. That means that it's not really aligned with your strategy, which is to respond. So you may be initiating too much. You may be pushing too much. And therefore, you need to just do what you love, follow the breadcrumbs, and wait to respond. And I know that can be really difficult, especially when we're dealing with narcissism. So how do we translate our strategy to the narcissist. I would say always don't initiate in an argument with a narcissist because you're never going to win. So that's definitely you're going to end in frustration, right? Wait for them to spark the conversation or idea and respond. Now, if it's something that's really pressing, you need to have that conversation, then go ahead and start it. But just realize that it's not going to end well with anyone within their ego with all this armor up and who's not ready to be vulnerable and talk about things. Which again, is just another sign that they're not ready. 
And this, I think, is why they threaten us to leave. And they threaten us into these extreme relationship tangos of like, well, you know what? If you're not going to talk to me about this, it's not a safe space, then I need to move out. I need to leave. And then they go, oh, no, they back paddle and they're like, no, 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 don't leave because, you know, you're comfortable. You're my toy. You're my possession. Like, and maybe truly deep down their soul or something, a part of them does love you, but they just have literally have like barely any tools in their emotional toolbox to be able to open up and be vulnerable and to have these conversations that you you have to have in a relationship for it to succeed. You have to be able to pause and receive that feedback, receive the criticism. You may consider it criticism, you know, receive the ugly information that you don't want to hear. And that's typically what the narcissist doesn't want to hear. So again, going back to responding, wait to respond so you don't, you don't end up frustrated in your situation, in your life with the narcissist. Maybe it's in an, in an endeavor you're trying to achieve in business, uh, generating more money, all the things of the doing. Now the generator, you can correlate one thing down in your chart to your type, the generator. Let's go back and see how we can navigate this through our chart. So you as a generator, they're just telling you up here in the gray area that your strategy to flow with the universe is to wait, follow the breadcrumbs, do what you love, and respond. Respond to things. Respond to collaborations. Respond to conversations. Respond to something that you are inspired by. Respond to a book you read. Respond to all the things in life. And this type generator it stems from the chart down here in this red square the red square here is the sacral center all of these shapes uh, overlaid on the chart are related to chakra system <clears throat> now again the human design combines all so many different ancient systems so we have astrology chakra kabbalah I Ching, and then we have neutrinos so first system that this correlates to is the chakra system, this sacral center. When it's colored in, it's defined, and therefore you are either a generator or a manifesting generator. There's only two types that have a defined sacral center. So here it defines for us that you are a generator. Now when you go down to the next section about your definition, that's super confusing. It took me a really long time to understand definition, but essentially it's how many voices or how many signals inside your energy do you need to listen to in order to know what the right next inspiration is or right next step is? Like, what is your intuition telling you? So sometimes people might have a couple. This particular, uh, Ilana, you have a split definition so what the, if you go down to the chart, what I'm looking for is where are your, what they're called channels. These lines connecting all these centers are related to the Kabbalah system. And they are essentially a personality, an energy, an archetype theme that plays out in your life over and over for your soul to learn, grow, evolve, and thrive in. So sometimes you just naturally thrive. That's a talent of yours. It's great, awesome, it's positive. In everything, there is always a 
you know, dark energy shadow and a light energy. So we're always striving to evolve into the soul enlightened energy in every archetype. So you have two right now that I see. I, I see three. So you have one, two, and three channels. So connected from this yellow center called your identity center down to your sacral, you have two colored in lines. That is called a channel. That means it's like, so you have like a electricity in your house and you have a, an outlet plug. The energy, right? The electricity is like energy. So the energy of a channel is the plug actually connected into the wall. So this plug is connecting into the wall over here to this center. So the two centers are connected, just giving a more emphasized and dynamic and heightened awareness and kind of energy about you, archetype and theme, which some people may call personality. So it's all tied into that. So you have those two connected and then it there's no connections from any other centers, right? So you have like an island, like a chain of an island of the identity and the sacral connected. That's one definition. And then you have the root at the very bottom connected to this, the solar plexus. That's another island chain in and of itself because there's no other connecting channels around, you know, to get there. It's almost like follow the maze out. Remember those maze puzzles as kids? Follow the colored lines. Oh, that's broken. That doesn't connect, right? So these, the root and the solar plexus are connected. So that's your second definition. Therefore, it's a split definition, like a fork in the road. So you have two ways to listen to your intuition or voice in your head about what's the next right step. And it's really important to note that your inner authority is emotional. And I said this in the email. I'll, I always tell everyone in their emails how important it is to note your inner authority. Because your inner authority is your soul's energy of intuition. How do I know I'm making the right next step? How do I know if I should leave the narcissist? How do I know if I should believe what they're saying? How do I know if I'm not the crazy one? Right? All these things that you have in your head. And so your particular one takes time and patience. It's like the tide of the ocean. You need to wait your whole entire emotional cycle since you have, it's called the solar plexus, the brown triangle on the right. It is the emotional center and it's like a clock. When it's defined, it is on a cycle. It is like a motor. And so you have a high about a decision and a thought you might thinking like, you know, oh my gosh, I really do believe that I'm the crazy one. I can't believe I reacted that way, right? That I would say that's the high in this particular question, like a heightened sense of like, I, I must be, I must be the crazy one. And then you go to the neutral, like, I just, I don't know though, I'm confused. And then you go down to the low and you say, you think, oh my gosh, but I mean, I reacted because of all these horrible things that I've been experiencing. I was reacting because I couldn't take it anymore. And so you're processing and feeling through all of the, the sadness of it and the almost like the reality or the fear of it. And then you come back up to your next neutral point and that's when you find clarity. That's when you go, okay, let me weigh the happy pros and cons and the, the low cons, pros, cons, essentially. 
weighing the pros and cons is kind of like the layman's term for the emotional inner authority. And then really determining like what feels true to you. It feels true that I'm not the narcissist and that I really am in a very toxic situation. If that feels true after your full cycle, then that is the right answer. That is the answer your soul is giving you. So therefore, tune in to how you are feeling about things. Forget about thinking. Forget about what culture tells you. Forget that, you know, feelings don't matter. When you have an emotional inner authority, feelings are all that matters for the right thing. Never commit right away. Never get excited and say yes to a date right away. Just give it time. Be that patient thing that they need to chase. But also it's really just you spending your time and you're feeling through everything to know if you just feel like going or not. No big deal. So don't commit. Otherwise, you will regret it. You will so regret it. Because at the bottom of your cycle, you'll be like, I just, I don't want to go out. It's just like so loud. It's so noisy. I just want to sit and veg on Netflix. Like, you know, so just feel it out. So that connects to your inner authority up here in the gray, connects to your chart, connecting with this solar plexus, the brown triangle on the right. So these are how I'm trying to try and navigate your chart for you, connecting the top grid down to the chart. And then I'll explain the chart, what all these numbers mean in just a second. So now we have the profile up here in the top right in the grid. And it says profile three, five. So there are six lines, 12 variations of profiles, and three, five, so first you have two numbers. You're like, why the two numbers? So let's correlate that down to the chart. So in the right side, you have your conscious personality. It's your conscious mind. You see this, the first number here on that column to the right of the chart says 8.3. And if you have your chart in front of you as you're listening, you can take a look at that right column. They're all black numbers. The very top one is your sun gate. All these numbers listed here are gate numbers, eight, and then point. Then the three is the line. <clears throat> so lines are another form of archetype. I really feel like the profile is almost like your personality, like let's say Enneagram personality. It's more related to that, but the numbers don't at all correlate to the Enneagram. I'm just trying to give you like an example. So the three line, the three line is the experimenter, the experiencer. You're creative. You have no straight path on how you're going to figure out life. You're going to trip and fall appearing that you're failing but you're really actually just experimenting. You, you go through a lot of experiences that are difficult in life that most people can say, like, I don't know how you handle that. Three lines just go through the mud to bloom and blossom into their lotus flower. That's really the three line, and they're called the martyr. And I'd love to get your feedback. Anybody who has kids that you know if you have a three line, I'm trying to figure out, like, a, a bit of a poll or a study mainly from my own personal experiences or maybe as a child did you always have this like ah woe is me I'm the victim type of mindset even as a very young child seven eight ten you know everything is always like you don't care about me woe is me you don't love me I know I had that and I have the six in my profile and when you also have a six before you're 40 
you also have these traits of the three line because three is half of six. I don't know. That's what Ra-Uruhu said, <laughs> the originator of human design. And I see it because I, I know I, I always said I'm so ugly and my dad would say you're beautiful. I'm like, well, you just have to say that. Like I just had this martyr victim mentality and so does my youngest who is a three five. And so let me know. I just wonder, is this really resonant with you as a three? If you have six or three in your chart as a child, were you kind of a victim all the time, playing the victim or thinking no one loved you or cared for you when that wasn't the case? And so then the next number, five, is your subconscious. So if you look to the left of your chart, all the red numbers, these are your unconscious energies, unconscious themes and personality traits. So 30 is the sun gate in Ilana's chart, particularly. Point five is the line. The point five is the line. So this is how you get your main profile. It's because it's from your sun, the sun gate. Just like in astrology, your sun is like the biggest thing that people focus on. So five is the line of the heretic. It's called heretic, but really it is the person, the the witch, the, the expander, the nature, the a beautiful person who expands our minds. Maybe we're not ready for it. Maybe we are. Or maybe you just, you are you. You are intriguing. You're voluptuous. You're enticing. People get pulled into your aura because you have this way of expanding and connecting with people. And a five is a leader line. So according to Uh, my HD in the superlatives last week, we talked about the the profile 3-5 is the most likable, which is true, but in your head, you don't think so, which I think is really fascinating. So there you have your profile, which essentially is like your main personality, your conscious personality under, you know, underlined with your unconscious personality. So as you're going through life, you probably felt before you're 40, really felt like you were the victim. You're the victim of everything, consciously. And then subconsciously, you're like, but why am I attracting all these people who maybe are making you victims? Like you're trying, subconsciously, your soul is trying to expand their minds and they're being attracted to you. But consciously, you're like, yeah, but they're, they're really like, aren't ready for this. They're hurting me. And I'm always the one getting bullied or blamed or abused or experiencing this trauma like why is it always me right that's the conscious but subconsciously if you can shift now in your later years early you know early if you can be conscious of this as early as 30 35 maybe 28 Saturn return really pushing into your maturity and going but I'm here to be a leader I'm here to expand I'm here to share my experiences shift out of my victimhood and expand into an amazing powerhouse like an amazing person who can you and with the five that is a leader that goes beyond the tribe that is a community that is a global like influencer of whatever you're here to shift and going down to your incarnation cross which is the right angle cross of contagion if You don't know what this means. I honestly don't know what every single one of them means. I know that contagion is what it sounds like. Very much this theme of like 
people again people are gravitated towards you magnetized you to you to like copy you to do what you do to be like oh my gosh like she's doing this amazing thing I want to do it too like whatever you're starting and doing it snowballs and it's contagious and it's very much that five line where you can expand out beyond your reaches of just your local community so this contagion your incarnation cross let's map it out into the chart so you have see it has all these numbers you can kind of ignore them if you want but what it's really doing is crisscrossing in your red I don't know if you can see my cursor so your your red sun if you draw a line from your top left column to the left of your chart so 30.5 in her case the red sun gate crosses down to the earth 14 gate and then they crisscross the eight sun gate on the top right of the column in the black if you drew a line to that down to this second line down below 30 which is the earth gate in the subconscious 29 that creates this energy of the incarnation cross and i have an entire book that if you want i can recommend to you uh, but it really has every single incarnation cross in it so you only need to use one page for you because you are you and you are not everyone else unless you want to start reading charts and then of course it's wonderful to get so i hope that clarifies essentially the incarnation cross is another big overarching theme of what your soul is wanting to evolve into and mature through i would can liken it to the north node energy where you're it's the the head of the dragon it's where you're yearning your soul is yearning to go it's kind of also people call it the purpose it's what your soul is here to do and i know with society and community and all the things we are not able to really see our purpose understand our purpose and even if you're like yes my purpose it's going to tell me exactly what i need to do no it's just a general theme you're going to read it you'll be like this is so vague i don't even know what my life purpose is anymore and so i like to liken it to like this overarching theme of what your soul is working on like what did what is your soul working on in this lifetime is your incarnation cross so moving into what we're looking at below these these columns and then we'll finish up here shapes like i said so you have your head center at the top that center is all about like receiving inspiration from source which is this is all relating to the chakra system right so this is where you connect with source your crown chakra is the head center your ajna center is your third eye so connecting to your intuition conceptualization and processing things down and the throat center when you have certain centers white it means that you experience these energies in a variety of ways depending on who you're around because you amplify just like you would be a radio receiving music from the station you are the radio when you have a white center you're amplifying your feeling you have deep deep empathy in this particular centers so your throat center here this is where we speak about things and there's a whole bunch of uh, all these numbers inside each center are called gates gates again are another type of personality trait an archetype or a theme in your personality similar to in astrology when you have neptune in 
Pisces, let's say. Boy, you're very dreamy there. So this works the same way where your number, a gate number, correlates to a planet in your chart, which then will correlate to where that planet is in your astrology chart. That's where the astrology comes in. And it just gives you more of insight and information about that placement in your astrology chart. So then you have below the throat center, your identity center. It's all about you, like how you feel. You're, you have it defined, Alana. So it's very, uh, you're, you're grounded and you're very solid and secure in who you are versus experiencing Alana in a variety of ways. Then to the right, the small little triangle is the will center. That is all about selling agendas, willpower, uh, you know, how we absorb that versus putting that out into the world. The bottom right, again, is that solar plexus is all about the emotions, the feelings. The red center uh, square is the sacral, that is the being energy, your motor for doing. You either can consistently chug away if you have it solid, or you need to do it in short spurts if you have it white open. And the left is the spleen, really connect to fears, uh, intuition. So you, Alana, receive your intuition hits from source in a variety of ways, depending on who you're around. Um, and then the bottom is your root center, the adrenaline, the when should things get done? It, you have it as a motor defined and colored in. So you're, you're getting stuff done in a nice cycle, easy pace. Whereas all of us who have it white and open, we're getting stuff done like now, like yesterday, like hurry, 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 prove that we can do this and let's get all the pressure off of our plate. So that's the chart of the centers. And just to clarify, so I didn't confuse anybody, there are these two columns left and right of numbers and planet symbols. So numbers here on the right is that conscious personality. You are aware of this personality. It's at the forefront, kind of like your ego. And then the left is your subconscious. They're all in the red. Those are things that are under the basement you're not quite aware of, but you have. And they're like almost like secret hidden gifts of energy. And with everything in human design, it's all about the right timing. So make sure that your timing is right. Sometimes you might have a stroke of genius, but if you don't use your strategy to wait to respond, to share that genius, then people are going to think it's wrong. They're not going to hear it. They're going to deny it. They're going to think it's crazy. So that's an example of how the energy works. You know, not, it's not always ready to just be plugged into the light socket. So with these numbers on the right, that just correlates to the gate number. And if you find, let's say, eight is over here in your throat center, you have that defined. So all these numbers, they're not in order on the chart, but they are over here correlated to something circled in a center. So for instance, your sun gate is in gate eight in the throat. Your earth, earth is one that is here on the human design. I know it's not in astrology, but that is gate 14. If you look down at the sacral, that's there, gate 14. This is a really, whenever it's highlighted right here with an arrow, when it's up, it's like a, it's in a really good spot in your astrology chart. I forget what they call it, exalted. It's like exalted. 
It's a really emphasized energy. And when it has the down arrow, it's also very important energy, but it may be in detriment. So that's like probably a place to work on versus being scared of. All right, just about done. Then you have the planets on the right. This is Mercury is in gate three, let's say, or let's keep going to the moon. The moon, so you have gate 55, and that's where your moon is in the astrology chart. I have a whole Excel sheet I'd have to pull up to see what zodiac that correlates to. I don't have those memorized yet. That's in the emotional solar plexus center on the right. So you see how everything's here in your chart highlighted is listed on the left or the right. And that is the last thing I'm going to say. I'm not going to get into it, but there are these arrows. You're wondering, what are these arrows to just to the right of the head center and the arrows to the left? Those dictate the best environment to live in for you, the best way your, your body metabolizes food, and also the best way like you observe and process things. So each one of these is very special and unique to you. The there's the different variations. Um, and it's kind of cool. So like for instance, I'll just give you an example. I think the top right is environment. I have, don't have these fully memorized, but environment. So mine particular and one is, um, <clears throat> so in my human design chart, you can pull up your free chart there as well. And that will give you the definitions. I think my body graph does as well of specifically what is your environment. So for instance, my environment is mountains. Therefore, living on a hill, living up on a mountain, or just being elevated up a little bit higher on the plane from the, the street or wherever you are, having a two-story house, that is ideal for you. I know my husband's is marketplace, so living in the city, being close to the marketplace, places to shop, is really soothing and ideal for that particular person. So there's all sorts of different um, environments and things. And I will definitely get into that in the fall just because that will be really fun. And I know you'll love it. So there you have the basics of how to navigate your human design chart. If you still have questions in the fall, I will be booking more uh, sessions, readings and the live Q&A sessions where you can come on, pop on with me and chat. But in the meantime, you can email me as I'm on my summer break. Um, but I, I hope this really helped you start on your path to navigate. As you can see, there's so much more rabbit holes and things to dive into and learn about in your chart. Um, and that's why if you're not a human design expert, don't plan to, it's really beneficial to get a reading so I can just explain all of it for you, have it recorded, and then you can listen to it over and over to really finally understand who you are, to beat the conditioning and the lies that the narcissist is placing and deflecting onto you. They're always telling you this, or you're always this, or you're always that. Like, no, this human design chart, I know full well that what you're saying is completely false. I am not always this. I am not this or that this is me and more than likely what they're deflecting is all of their shadows onto you so this just helps you have that power the armor and the knowledge to defeat the narcissist lies so that you can either stamp them down and put them in their place 
or finally gain the clarity to leave, exit, and be free of the narcissist for good. I'm so grateful for you listening, finding the show, and sharing it with your friends. It would give a great boost in the heart-centered algorithm to rate and review this podcast if you are enjoying it. Take a screenshot, share it on your socials, share it in a text message to a friend that you know right now needs to be pulled out of the quicksand. And remember, always keep your unique light shining. I just wanna make it last Try to let go of the past I close my eyes, embrace the blast Sleepless nights and headaches stack Restlessness to hell and back What's my purpose, what do I grab? A slippery surface, a heart attack And sometimes you just gotta believe There's something that'll give you relief There's something that'll have what you need What you need we're broken, it's tragic, we're not all elastic, but maybe there's magic, believe.